1: Every small business has struggles, some early on, some during growth, others just pop up here and there. As an ICF professional certified coach, my guest, Aaron Mache, president of Encompass Coaching and Consulting, is passionate about helping entrepreneurs, executives, and business owners achieve success without losing their minds. If you can relate to that statement, chances are you fit into one of those categories. The good news is it doesn't have to be that way. You don't have to lose your mind to have the success you so desire. It's about doing and thinking about things differently in your business or your work. Welcome, Erin. Thank you, Sherry. It's great to be here and
2: help some people shift their perspective.
1: That's, that's <laughs> a great goal. Let's, let's shift Absolutely. some perspective here. So, so when we talk about, you know, business struggle, I mean, you know, as a business owner for decades, and certainly there are times where you're like, wow, everything is going awesome. And yeah. then tomorrow comes, right? And so what is it you see? You're a professional coach. People mm-hmm. bring you in. But let's just talk about the topic of struggle. Oh, I love the topic of struggle.
2: <laughs> um, I think for me, what I see is that most people have adopted struggle as kind of a way of life. Such so struggle to them means success. Hmm. And I'm here to say it's just the opposite, and to shift that perspective, perspective, from one of struggle to ease and grace.
1: Hmm. And so if struggle is a way of life, then, I mean, that seems like a whole shift in perception, behavior, attitude, and mindset. It absolutely is. It's absolutely
2: a shift in all of those things. And it's not always easy. Of course, we're going to experience struggle. We're going to experience obstacles and challenges, that's, it's not realistic to think that we won't. But I'm here to say that when you do experience those things, how can you shift your perspective? How can you look at it differently and bring ease in? Because when you bring ease in and when you bring flow in, you're more creative in your business. You're more creative in your life.
1: Right. So if so how how does somebody then i mean you know if if i think this is the way it should be mm-hmm. then how do i know someone like you exists i mean what do you do do you come in and you know certainly you're going to interview or someone's going to you're going to hear their language around mm-hmm. oh my gosh you know mm-hmm. it's so hard and is that you're in to say you know what maybe it doesn't have to be that way that does happen.
2: Most of the time, what happens with me is that I get referrals from uh, people all over the country. I have clients from all over the country, all over the world, and that's how I get them. I get referrals. So somebody says, oh, I worked with Aaron, and my whole perspective changed on my business. I was making better decisions. I had more time. I had more flexibility everything improves from there. So it's word of mouth. I don't traditionally market myself or go out and find business. It usually finds me word of mouth.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So coming into a business, certainly it's the business owner initially. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, that trickles down to everybody in the organization. Because mm-hmm. if the business owner is stressed, maxed out, you know, just Absolutely. all that, it, it's a ripple effect.
2: It is a ripple effect. Leadership starts at the top, right? And the culture starts at the top. So if you have a business owner or a a boss that is maxed out and stressed and flying by the seat of his pants, guess what you're going to be doing? Same. Same thing. Right. So we work from the top down, kind of creating a different mindset, that shift, so that the business owner realizes this is not the best way to operate my business. This isn't healthy for me. It isn't healthy for my employees. So we need to make some changes. And that's what we do. We begin to make some changes. And it takes time.
1: Yeah. One of the things that always fascinates me, you know, I set up companies for a Mm -hmm. living. So I work with, you know, entrepreneurs, small business owners, and I'll often hear people say to me, not ones that I set up because I teach a different principle, which is, yeah, more, you know, 80 hours a week and, and oh my gosh, I have no time. And I'm like, why, why are you doing that? Yeah,
2: because again, it's that concept of that equals success, The more I work, the more successful I am, when if you really look at it, the people who are most successful are the ones that are balanced. They're the ones that take the time, that have good energy to spare. And so the ones flying by the seat of their pants, they are working 80 hours because they're not effective. Right.
1: Yeah, there's a difference of being efficient and being effective, mm-hmm. right? And, absolutely. you know, efficiency is, yeah, we can we can work those 80 hours and we think we're efficient. However, you may not be as effective. Absolutely. Yeah,
2: absolutely. And so what I do is I work with people so that they can be efficient and effective in both their personal and their professional lives. Right. Because they're really intertwined
1: well they are and you know if part of the whole process is if you're you're really about you know helping people understand that you don't have to lose your mind you don't have to be working 80 hours a week there there right. is a better methodology to you know, whether I'm, you know, guessing you're encouraging them to meditate or time off or what, you know, I don't know all the ins and outs, but right. there has to be some grounding and balance somewhere. Well, it's a combination. <laughs> so
2: exactly, you make a really good point. There is a combination um, in how I coach of strategic actions that you can take. Um, We can work on your time. We can work on where you put your energy, where you're putting your focus, um, what you want to do to build your business, how to do that most effectively. So those are strategic, concrete actions. But then you have to kind of balance those with time off, with mindfulness, with some creativity. You can't just work, 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 take action, take action. You have to give yourself um, renewed energy, renewed spirit. And so there's a combination of both of those things in the way that I work with
1: clients. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. I know that firsthand. You know, I'm pretty balanced. You know, I'm not one of those that puts in 80 hours a week. Mm-hmm. I want my 40 hours. That's mm-hmm. what I want to do. And I live a fun and exciting and have a great time in, in right. life, right? You really can't tell when I'm working or I'm playing, but I can. So the key, though, is I have noticed during those times where maybe it is more stressful or my plate just got that much fuller that I don't make the best decisions or I am not at my high peak Mm -hmm. of being able to do something more effectively. However, having understood this for so many years, I train myself to say, whoops, stop. Yeah. But how many people do you see that don't even know there's this other choice? You'd be amazed
2: at how many people don't know that there is another way of doing things. And that's the thing. When people get stressed and when they have a lot to do, they go into hyperdrive, overdrive. So they put their heads down, and they just plow through their days. And they make decision after decision after decision, and they don't even really think about it. They're just kind of flying again by the seat of their pants. So slowing them down, giving them the opportunity to think about the decisions that they're making, the choices that they're making for their business is crucial if you want to change the 80-hour-a-week kind of habit. Or, I mean, maybe 80 hours works for you. I'm going to assert it probably doesn't. But, you know, we all have to pick right. our own tipping point for right. what we want to work. Right.
1: But, again, it's it's coming from that peace of mind, Mm -hmm. being grounded, being able to think about the issues or innovation or Mm -hmm. creativity Mm -hmm. that is going to help you run a more successful company. Mm -hmm. And so that's, you know, what I'm understanding. Part of the initial, you know, Conversation you're going to have with these individuals, the leadership, mm-hmm. A, the, either the CEO or the entire leadership team, right. is to really peel back that onion, look at what is it that you're doing, what's working, what's not working, mm-hmm. and how do we start there? That's exactly what it is. And I think um,
2: you really have to have buy-in because I've worked with several uh, owners of businesses who they can't even conceive of thinking of their business a different way, of doing things a different way. Yet they come to me and their hair standing on end. You know, they look like Albert Einstein with the hair all frizzed out. And they're miserable. Yet there's part of them that wants to stay that way. Right. And then they're and also their employees. They want to stay that way because it's comfortable, even though it's not. It's harder to change. So we have to get some buy-in from people, and it uh, starts at the top, like I said, and then we move down.
1: Well, you know, it's kind of funny when you say that, people's hair standing on end, because there are, there's this concept of busy, busy, busy. Mm-hmm. I must be making money. I must be doing something right. We must be achieving. We must be accomplishing our goals if we're all so busy, busy, busy. Yeah. Right? Right. But again, it comes back to are you doing your highest payoff activities or are you just running around like hamsters on a wheel? Right. So you can be
2: busy, busy, busy. And I'm sure you know as well as I know many people who are really busy, but they don't get anything done. And what they do get done isn't really important, it's not really what they should be getting done for their businesses, for their personal lives. So that's that's huge, is changing that thought pattern and saying, okay, what do you want to focus on? What has the highest impact for you and your business that you want to focus on? What do you need to let go of in order to do that? Because there's a give and take. We can't do everything. We have to
1: let some things go. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, that's that's a whole other topic, <laughs> delegation and all of that. But I think the, the real key and the message of this segment is to... You know, understand that, you know, we're, we are going to be in struggle at times, but mm-hmm. that should not be the standard operating procedure,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> it should not be a
2: way of life. It's a period of time. If your business is growing and you have um, certain things going on and you're trying to juggle, that may only last for a couple of weeks. I'm talking struggle as a way of life. And it doesn't have to be that way. We can bring ease and grace and flow into our businesses and be more creative.
1: And you see the results and I see the results from how much more you actually enjoy what you're doing, how much more fun you're having, your relationships, all those things that flourish mm-hmm. instead of just kind of die off because you don't have time or energy or resources to dedicate to uh uh, play in those sandboxes either. Absolutely, so, I think that when you're in struggle and that's the way that you live, then
2: you're the higher chance you have for burnout. Well, and heart attack, and heart attack, and health problems. <laughs> Absolutely, and <laughs> and relationships suffer. Yes, you know. Yeah.
1: Well, all right, we've got to go to break. We come back. I'm going to pick up with Aaron Mache, who is the president of Encompass Coaching and Consulting. Stick with us. We'll be right back.
3: Sage International Incorporated sparks and fuels the entrepreneurial spirit by providing the strategies, information, education, tools, resources, and ongoing support services that will lay a solid foundation under a business owner's dream. If you're thinking of starting a business and you're not sure where to begin, Sage International Incorporated offers a free 30-minute consultation. Call 1 800 254 5779. That's 1 800 254 5779. Or visit sageintl.com.
1: Why do some companies thrive in uncertainty, even chaos, and others do not? I can tell you that it's not because they're more creative or visionary, they're not more charismatic or ambitious. They're not more blessed by luck or more risk-seeking. They're not more heroic or prone to making big, bold moves. On the one hand, those companies understand that they face continuous uncertainty and that they cannot control and cannot accurately predict significant aspects of the world around them. On the other hand, these companies reject the idea that forces outside their control or chance events will determine their results. They accept full responsibility for their own fate. My guest, Aaron Mache, is president of Encompass Coaching and Consulting. As a leadership and executive coach and workshop facilitator, Aaron is passionate about helping clients create career success without sacrificing their lives. She stands alongside clients in creating compelling visions, clarifying goals, determining a strategic strategy, identifying and developing their strengths, and making the clear choices needed to realize their full potential. So, Aaron... I want to touch on the importance of discipline, consistency of action, which I'm not talking about regimentation, measurement, obedience to authority, adherence to social structure, or compliance with bureaucratic rules. I'm talking about mental independence and an ability to remain consistent in the face of herd instinct and social pressures, which if labeled... Which, if labeled, would mean being a nonconformist and having the self-discipline, the inner will to do whatever it takes to create a great outcome, no matter how difficult. Wow. So, discipline. So, well, you know, when I talk about that, it's like, I'm a great example because years ago when... All the online, I can form my own LLC or corp online, and everybody's, you know, $99 plus state fees. And I absolutely refused to play that game and stood solid of my vision. We're an educational company. This is what I stand for. I already know the result of when people do stuff on their own. Mm -hmm. And yet, here I am through the most difficult—I've been in business 22 years— so 9-11, the Great Recession, the online filing upheaval, and here I still stand. Mm-hmm. So when I talk about being somewhat of a nonconformist or someone who is so solid and disciplined on their vision and principles, I imagine that when you go into these companies as this professional coach to really help these business owners, it's okay to not follow the herd.
2: It's essential not to follow the herd. And first, I need to say congratulations. I mean, 22 years, that's amazing, right? And it's also a testament to the fact that you have stayed true to you. And I think one of the first things that I work with, with clients, is creating a vision. Because you would really be amazed, or maybe not. No, I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) At how many people start a business. And they don't have a vision for it. They go down. They get their business license. They, you know, open up shop, hang their shingle on the door, and start going at it. When And then things start to, like, get out of control. Start to, you know, whether they experience tremendous amounts of success or not, things start to happen. And without that vision, as you know, it's really easy to get distracted. It's really easy to follow bright, shiny objects or to look at what other people are doing. Oh, I want to do that. Oh, no, I want to do that over there. Right? It's crazy-making behavior. And it's not how successful businesses are run. Right. Yeah. Right.
1: So, yeah, and and again, it's it's interesting because part of that as the leader of an organization. So when you say, you know, things start to get out of control, and why do some businesses thrive in the chaos and all of that? It's because they're not reactive. They're not reacting. They're not constantly
2: chasing something or reacting to a situation. They're very confident in what they do. They know exactly what they do and who they are, and they make the choices and they make the decisions to support that. Right. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, and I equate that. I was just reading a story, very interesting story, but I'll, I'll even relate it more. You know, why does the fire department train? Why do police officers train? Why do people train? They don't train because... Just for fun. They train because when that situation shows up, guess what? They don't even have to think about it. How many organizations do you go into where you're, you know, you're brought in because mm-hmm. you're you're helping people understand you can't operate in chaos all the time. No. What are you doing for pr- preparation and organization so that when chaos shows up, guess what? It's not, oh, my gosh, the world's going to end. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I think that's a really good point and so having that clarity of vision at the top and supporting that in actions down through the employees is crucial it's too easy to get off track and start to panic and start to react and start to look in different directions
1: did that answer your question yes yeah, yeah. okay so again um, you know i'm 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 Kind of on this subject. Yeah, and it's a good one. Yeah, this is Sherry Hill. You're listening to the Sherry Hill Show with guest Aaron Mache, who's president of Encompass Compass Coaching and Consulting. And what I'm really talking about is that discipline of mind, being that company, that organization, that team that really stands outside of what is everybody else doing, Mm -hmm. but from the internal perspective, the discipline to say, this is who we are, this Mm -hmm. is what we do, and we aren't going to get off track. But again, Mm -hmm. part of that discipline is what you work with people to go we don't have to live in struggle. We don't mm-hmm. have to be reactive all the time. What are those internal mechanisms? What are those internal thoughts that you work with the leadership team to go, let's be prepared? Yes, so I think shifting, you said, the
2: thought pattern from chaos to efficiency is huge, not buying into that. So a lot of business owners do buy into that. Um, It's the only way to operate. So coming in, we look at things that are working for them. We look at where they're spending the most amount of time and what results they're getting from that. We're looking at what are their employees doing and how are they spending their time? Are they in meetings 24-7, 24-7? That's not very productive. Where is the time that they need to do their work? And I work with um, and have in the past large corporations that meetings are like the standard bearer. Right? If you don't have ten meetings in a day, then you're wasting your time. That's not what I encourage. I, you know, I'm, I kind of have a a slant on too many meetings. But for the most part, we have to shift the perspective of where do we want to put. Our time, our resources, and our attention. what do we need to do to stay true to who we are
1: and not be stressed about and it. not be
2: stressed? So I think the whole thing boils down to knowing that there's a different way. we talked about that before, mm-hmm. knowing that there's a different way and doing things differently right
1: but also just from an internal perspective, the uh, you know that domino effect, if the owner, or the CEO, or the supervisor, Mm -hmm. or the manager, the leadership team Mm -hmm. is, you know, grounded, they're fun, they're Mm -hmm. having fun. I mean, business, honest to God, I still say it every day, business should be Be fun. fun. I agree. Right? And when I am feeling stress, or I'm feeling overwhelmed, or I am... You know, just knowing that I'm not in my best self to make good decisions, Mm -hmm. then through my own self-discipline, I have said, you need to take a break. You need to take a break. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because then when I go and have fun and just totally not think about business, I come back with a different perspective. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you're lucky to know that.
2: Not everybody does.
1: Well, I've worked <laughs> on it for many, many years. And, and again, that's part of that self-discipline. And of course, I hang out with people like you, right? <laughs> that, you know, I've learned from over the years mm-hmm. and have really taught me that business should be fun. Absolutely. You know, the marketing side of business is fun. The financials, eh, not so much. But Still, if we're not having a great time, if we're not excited about what we're doing, if we don't want to show up to work, if our employees don't want to show up to work, then guess what? Shut the door. Shut the door. (laughs) Yeah, and that would be a
2: shame because there are many businesses out there that are so great, but they've lost sight and they're closing. And I hate to see that. Yeah.
1: As a professional coach and someone that's worked with large organizations and Mm -hmm. small companies and certainly the solopreneur or whatever out Mm -hmm. there, is to really help people from that, what I would call the 30,000-foot aerial view to really just go, what are you doing? (laughs) Right, right. Well, you have to get that 30-foot view,
2: right? And then you have to, like, whittle it down. And you have to come down and you have to look at the 100-foot view eventually, and, you know, I think my passion for working with business owners, I have worked for large corporations and, and gone in and done training and done coaching. And I like that. I really do. But there is something about working with a small business owner that I thrive on because it's a different energy. They're so courageous. They're so brave. They're so just to put themselves out there like that. And in the midst of all the stuff that comes at them, they're going for it. And so I love to support them and create those ways to do things differently, whether it's time, whether it's their focus, whether it's their uh, personal lives and how they're suffering. We bring it all together and we say, okay, how? what do you want to do with this little pot that we have here of all this stuff? What do you want to do with it to create something that works for you so that you can have a successful business
1: and a successful life? perfect yeah sign me up sign, yeah. <laughs> and certainly you know important my thing is always if people like you could get right in on the ground floor with these startups mm-hmm. how much easier business would be in the future instead of we have a problem. I'm stressed out. I just had a heart attack. I'm getting a divorce. I don't understand. Why don't my people talk to me? Why do I feel like a mushroom? All these other things. And so really understanding the principles of what you're helping people do is very empowering Mm -hmm. right at the beginning. Yeah. What I
2: do best is help people define their choices and help people make courageous choices um, rather than just Oh, I think I need to do this, or I should do that. It's like, no. What do you want to do? This is your business. What do you
1: want and need to do? What choices do you need to make to create that for yourself? Right. All right, we have to go to break. We come back. I'm going to pick up with Aaron Mache, who is the president of Encompass Coaching and Consulting, and check out our website at encompass-coaching.com. This is Sharon Lecter from Paradise Valley, Arizona. You are listening to The Sherry Hill Show. Sherry Hill is important to me because she helped us get up and running with the Rich Dad Company. Sherry Hill is dedicated to your success.
3: Sage International Incorporated fosters the entrepreneurial spirit by first educating our clients. In fact, we wrote the best selling book, Incorporate and Get Rich, as recommended by Robert Kiyosaki in his bestseller, Rich Dad Poor Dad. For over 20 years, we've taught thousands of business owners, investors, professionals, and entrepreneurs how to properly structure their business and personal assets to avoid the three flaming arrows of challenge – income taxes, liability exposure, probate and death taxes. Call Sage International Incorporated at 1-800-254-5779 to set up a free 30-minute consultation. That's 1 800 254 5779. Sage International.
1: This is Sam Hart, owner and co founder of Red Wagon Network. You are listening to The Sherry Hill Show. Sherry Hill is important to me because she connects and educates a perfect combo. Thank you, Sherry.
0: Welcome back to The Sherry Hill Show, doing everything possible to spark and fuel your entrepreneurial dreams. Now, here's your host, Sherry Hill.
1: How well do you manage your time? Are your days spent thoughtfully engaged in productive activities, meetings and behaviors that will lead you to achieving your goals? At the end of each day, do you feel excited about what you've accomplished, energized, ready to go again the next day? Or do you work long hours and still feel you're not getting much done? You sprint from meeting to meeting with barely a breath in between. Your calendar is packed from the minute you wake up until you leave the office, and then maybe even after that. You often think to yourself, what am I missing? Your relationships are suffering. And the kicker is, you've probably taken an overabundance of time management courses, read books, all with the hope of being more efficient and productive, only to experience the opposite. Erin Mache, president of Encompass Coaching and Consulting, earned a Bachelor of Science degree from the University of Nevada, Reno. She is an ICF professional certified coach trained through the Coaches Training Institute and a member of the International Coach Federation. Erin is a member of the Nevada Women's Fund and is on the board development committee for Susan G. Komen. Aaron, you wrote a book, The Myth of Time Management, available on your website at encompass coaching.com. So let's talk about what actually impedes our progress, efficiency, and peace of mind.
2: Oh, my goodness. So, how long is this show? <laughs> <laughs> we could go on for days about that, but I think most people, from my experience, struggle with time management. Because that's exactly what it is. They're trying to max or manage their time. I help them turn that around and maximize their time. Some of the things that I see people doing are the heads down approach to what they're, you know, the, the decisions that they're making. And so I have them kind of look up, take a deep breath and ask themselves, what do I need to focus on? In order to achieve what I want to achieve. A lot of people call that a to-do list. I don't like to-do lists. I'm not much of a to-do list person. I am a priority list person. I, um, I think having your priorities listed out in front of you is powerful and it helps keep you focused.
1: In the myth of time management, to me, when I'm teaching Next Level, I do an entire night on what I call, it's actually the nine managers, Mm -hmm. because it's not just time or management. Mm -hmm. Time is one piece. It's how are you managing your cash flow? How are you managing your equipment? You and I have a really good friend, Megan McIntosh. I've learned a lot from her on productivity and all of that. And I can remember <laughs> her talking about, you know, if you have that stapler that every third time you punch it, you know, it doesn't staple, throw the thing away. Yeah. Because when you average that over the course of time, how much time uh-huh. are you wasting? So when we talk about time management, I think that's way too narrow a topic. Right. Right. I want to talk about managing life. Managing life. <laughs> well, but it all, yeah. It's, so, but it starts
2: yeah. at the, you know, the big level. We look at how are we spending our time and asking ourselves, what do we want? And then we parse it out. All right. How am I spending my time? What actions am I taking? Um, what am I saying yes to? What am I saying no to? Those kinds of things are part of the big picture of time maximization. Um, I think management kind of is a tough term for me because it implies like a struggle. And you know, I'm not about struggle. I'm about ease. So maximizing your time is about taking control of your choices, of the decisions that you make, of where you put your attention. And you have that choice. Right. It's all up to you. Right. Managing kind of means... Work. You know, it's
1: work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It always fascinates me because that old mentality of I have to work, and then at some particular certain age, I get to retire, and mm-hmm. that's when I'm going to buy my motorhome, and that's when I'm going to travel the world. But by then, you usually old, sick, disabled, whatever, and you don't get to enjoy it. And so part of the methodology around maximizing your time and understanding your prior, let's talk about understanding your priorities, because it's not, we're not just talking about work now. No, no, we're talking about both. Okay, so one, you have to have a vision. We talked about that before.
2: Some people have a vision that encompasses their whole entire life, Some people break it into parts, personal and professional. When you have that vision and that clarity of where you're going, your priorities become much easier. So I work with clients and I say, okay, let's do a priority. If you had a priority list for your life, that could get a little overwhelming. That's your vision, right? You have the big picture of what you want. What we wanna do is every Monday, let's say, we come in and we say, what are the priorities for my week? What do I need to do? What do I need to accomplish? And I, and I encourage people to only do about five things a day or a week. Once you accomplish those, you can add more. But don't overwhelm yourself. Because what happens is, just like a typical to-do list, you start adding, throw everything on that list, even if it's, you think it's a priority, and then you don't accomplish it. And what do you do? You keep adding more. You keep adding more. And it becomes this big rolling ball of blah. Right, Right? (laughs) that you just never get to. So that's why having a priority list where you have like three to five
1: priorities for a day or for a week, and they could be little priorities. Like they can be little priorities. I want to get to my my daughter's dance recital. Absolutely. Which means that I need to write that proposal on Tuesday morning and not try and jam it in Wednesday afternoon when I need to be at her school by 3.30. Absolutely. So the priority is the proposal. That might be
2: your number one priority, even if her dance is on Friday, because you want to give yourself that time. And you might ask yourself, if I don't accomplish anything else this week and I only accomplish that... What will that do for me? What will the benefit be for my life? Right.
1: And, you know, I I learned a a saying when I was very young. This is back when I was an escrow officer, which is, you know, paper intensive. Mm -hmm. We didn't have computers then. But... The thing was, you know what? This isn't life or death. This Mm -hmm. is paperwork. Mm -hmm. And so I've always had that mantra in the back of my mind and kind of that same attitude. What is the one or two things that I must accomplish this week? If nothing else happened and all those other things fell off the to-do list, what's the words? I'm not going to die. Yeah. Right. You're not If you don't make it to the dry
2: cleaner or you don't make that one phone call that you thought you, you should make, I put should in quotes yeah. because, you know, that's never a good thing to have on your to- to-do list, something you think you should do. But I think the more you can whittle down your priority list,
1: the more powerful it is for you. Right. And you're going to stick to it. The vision. This is Sherry Hill. You're listening to the Sherry Hill Radio Show with special guest, Aaron Mache, who is the founder of Encompass Coaching and Consulting, based here in Reno, Nevada. But when we talk about having a vision, so we talk vision for our organization, we talk about bucket list for our personal life, but my thing is it should all be your Lifestyle should be priority, move your business so it works within your lifestyle. And what most people do Mm. is they go, I have my business, and then I'll try and fit my lifestyle in. Yeah, And that's where you get stressed, and you miss those recitals, and you don't have a lot of fun. And I always say, turn it around. Turn it around.
2: Well, remember a little while ago you said it would be great if people just starting businesses worked with... A coach that would help them from the ground up, right? What happens is most people come to coaches when they're at their wits end, right? When they're like, my business has taken over my life. I have no time for anything else. Everything's suffering. My wife has left me. My husband's left me. My partner's left me. My kids, who are they? They don't even know who I am anymore. I see that a lot. And again, it kind of goes back to that the more i work the more successful i am it's it's what is that Quali- quantity over quality we need to shift that so that it's quality not quantity of work. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Let's talk about that because you just had a blog post that I really enjoyed, which was saying no. (laughs) And I think a lot of people struggle with the saying no, and we're not saying, say no to be mean, just again, how does this fit into use of my time? Yeah. I like to use a great exercise
2: and I use it for myself all the time. Just say to yourself, by saying yes... To this, whatever it happens to be, I'm saying no to something else. So, for example, um, if my daughter has a soccer game, and one of my biggest values is is spending qu- really great quality time with my kids, right? I'm going to have them for so long, and I want to make the most of it. So, if I say yes to a network networking meeting or some sort of business meeting that I'm having to say no to that. And is it worth it? So when you say yes to things, there's always a consequence. And you can turn it around. And you can say, by saying no to that business meeting, I'm saying yes to my daughter and her, what's important to her and her game. Right. Right.
1: Well, and and realize, and I think people don't put into perspective, this is something I learned again, which is, you know what? That business meeting, it's still going to be meeting three years from now. hmm So even though you might not be able to participate today because the priority is to spend quality time with your daughter and encourage her to be a great soccer player, guess what? That meeting is going to be there three years from now, and then you can go. Absolutely. It's, again,
2: perspective. But I think we're hitting on something kind of over and over that's about slowing yourself down to be able to make these conscious choices. Because we've talked so much about how business owners get so anxious and wound up in their businesses that it's really hard to make those choices. So we need to slow down the process. We need to create some mindfulness um, within a day, whether that's breathing. Taking a big, deep breath is great. Whether it's going for a walk outside, you've got to create some of that space for yourself so that you can really put it in perspective. That marketing or networking meeting, that's not the priority. My children, they're the priority. Right.
1: Right. Or my employees. If I don't write that proposal, Mm -hmm. what's the domino effect that it has on the entire organization? Absolutely. And if I'm too burnt out and tired or not have done all my research or put my best effort forward, again, what's the domino effect? Yeah. It's not good. And it impacts so
2: many people in your life, from your employees to your family, to right. your friends, to you.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, you. <laughs> you. <laughs> We're going to talk about you some more <laughs> with Aaron Mache, who is the founder of Encompass Coaching and Consulting.
2: This is Aaron Mache from Encompass Consulting. You're listening to The Sherry Hill Show. Sherry Hill is important to me because she provides the valuable knowledge necessary for business owners to thrive. Thank you, Sherry.
3: Sage International Incorporated fosters the entrepreneurial spirit by first educating our clients. In fact, we wrote the best selling book, Incorporate and Get Rich, as recommended by Robert Kiyosaki in his bestseller, Rich Dad Poor Dad. For over 20 years, we've taught thousands of business owners, investors, professionals and entrepreneurs how to properly structure their business and personal assets to avoid the three flaming arrows of challenge – income taxes, liability exposure, probate and death taxes. Call Sage International Incorporated at 1-800-254-5779 to set up a free 30-minute consultation. That's 1 800 254 5779. SAGE International.
0: Welcome back to the Sherry Hill Show, doing everything possible to spark and fuel your entrepreneurial dreams. Now, here's your host, Sherry Hill.
1: As an ICF professional certified coach, my guest, Aaron Mache, president of Encompass Coaching and Consulting, is passionate about helping entrepreneurs, executives, and business owners achieve success without losing their minds. Aaron, one of the things that that people tend to struggle with is they're passionate about a couple of things. They love their job, but they also have this hobby or passion that, deep down they wish that's what they were doing for a living so Mm -hmm. that of course creates struggle within Mm -hmm. yourself let's talk about how you've worked with maybe someone that you help them identify that what is your vision what are you most passionate about how do you really turn that into the business you want to do each day i love that question I love it because my
2: focus, and it has been the last couple of years, is really working with people who are in transition to help them determine what it is they want to do. Some people know or have an inkling. Some people are at a loss. I worked with a lady a couple years ago, and she had a full-time job, but she wanted to be an artist. She loved what she did, but she knew that the passion was for art, to create art. And so she came to me and she's like, I don't think I can do both. I don't know what to do. Can I, you know, am I going to have to like stay in a job or, you know, what am I going to do with this? So we worked on creating a vision for her and she really dove right into it. She knew with great certainty and with great clarity what she wanted for her life, down to where she would be sitting and looking out a window and what she would be looking at. She had that specificity. What was getting in the way is that fear, that gremlin thing. I call it that in coaching. That voice that said, you can't do that. No, you can't make enough money as an artist. You can't. There's no way, girl, that you're going to be able to do that. So working with her to first create the vision and then to put those gremlin voices on the back burner and still make decisions that support that vision for her was critical. We worked together for six months, a year, and she has created exactly what she wanted in that vision because she was so clear about what she wanted to do. She supports other artists. She supports her community. She's making fabulous income off of her business. I love that because she took a chance and followed something, her passion. Right. She followed her passion
1: Anyone who's ever been a student of Napoleon Hill understands definiteness of purpose. Mm -hmm. Today's language is, where do you want to go? How Mm -hmm. are you going to get get there? there. And whether it's personally or professionally, in my world, it's one and the same. Yep. I can't have, here's this whole vision out here for my business, and Mm -hmm. when I exit out the door and go home, it's Mm -hmm. something completely opposite. So before I said, you know, you can't tell when I'm working or when I'm playing because it's all going in the same direction. From the leadership perspective and the people that you work with, how hard is it for people to really understand that? They, they want two lives, it seems like. <laughs> I think they do. And I've had people that will show
2: up for coaching and say, okay, I really just want to focus on my professional life. I'll say, I think you've been doing that. How's that working for you? Because it's not. They're suffering, right, in both. Your life is not in a box. You know, there's so many aspects to it, and you need to take all of those into consideration to have a nice, full, rich, balanced life. Now, balance, though, that's the thing. It's not like a static line. Balanced means I'm putting my energy here, and that's where I want to put it. Oh, I'm putting my energy here. That's where I want to put it. So it flows, you know, it's not like the flat line on the EKG machine, you know, in the hospital. It's a flow. There's an ebb and a flow to balance. And so uh, working with them to kind of create that uh, is super fun. And to kind of say, okay, how, let's look at your personal life. Let's look at your family, your friends, yourself. How do you nurture yourself spiritually? You know, physically, how are you? You know, getting enough exercise. How are you eating? Are you, you know, taking care of yourself? Because chances are pretty good if you're overwhelmed
1: at your job, you're not taking care of yourself. And so those things need to kind of be worked on, right? Part of really understanding that again, once you have that clarity, you realize, you know, I, I tell people that, and and I'm sure most that have gone through that, you know, the day you turn fifty. It's like something changes. There there literally is a shift in your brain that says, oh, my gosh, I've lived half my life. If I'm lucky, I'll live to 100. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe I only have 30 more summers. Maybe I only have 30 more winters. Mm-hmm. How do I want to spend those, yeah. right? And so the perspective and the priorities and obviously our message is today is you don't put all that off and go at the back end of my life is when I'm going to go do all the fun stuff. We're encouraging you to understand the priorities and your decision-making today, how it affects all that in the future. Absolutely. Yeah, because the last thing you want to do is get to the
2: end and look back and say, wow, I worked 80 hours a week, but my kids' relationship non existent my, lo- my wife married to somebody else. You know, I'm in my lo- house alone. That's not where you want to be. So we want to create lives that are fulfilling professionally and
1: personally. Right. And that's the, the great... Purpose of having clarity around where you want to go. And, and, and it doesn't matter, you know, this is just, we're talking to you people, the mm-hmm. individuals out there mm-hmm. and how you bring that into the business and how you bring that into your relationships and how you bring that into your community. Right. Yeah. Because it's all about giving and sharing and, and being in your highest and best self so that you are. Making those contributions more effectively. And now you can look back or look forward and say, Gosh, I'm having a great time. I'm having fun. Life is good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So if somebody wants to find out more about how you can help them or work with them, my office number is 775
2: 322 6994. My website is www dot coachingcom And there are resources on there. Uh, there's newsletters, there's blog posts, there's
1: a contact form there. So I can be reached in any new uh, variety of ways. Right. Aaron Mache. The president of Encompass Coaching and Consulting has a unique take on how she works with people because it's not about the struggle, it's ease. It's how do you do all this that you want to do? How do you have fun doing it but in a more productive and efficient way? Well said. I usually am a spokesperson for most people because <laughs> I get it. You know, it's, it's not that difficult to go. If there's someone who can help me, really put everything into perspective, Mm -hmm. create a vision, help me understand my priorities, not tell me what to do. This is not consulting in that regard. It's coaching. Absolutely.
2: There are so many marketing. I call them consultants. Sometimes there's marketing coaches out there, people that can help you develop your marketing plan. And I work with people who have all of that. They paid a great amount of money for all of that. And yet their lives are spinning out of control. So we work, you know, we work on the other end of choices. That's a kind of a common theme, choices today, and vision. So what do you want? Okay, you want that? What do we need to do to get there? All right, of course you're gonna use your marketing plan and all of that stuff comes in, but we're working on the other aspect.
1: And, And this is critical, whether again in a startup or someone who's been in business, because sometimes, you know, we lose touch mm-hmm. with our vision. Mm-hmm. And especially when you bring on a lot of employees and competition and the globe yeah. is changing and all these things that are influencing where you want to go. And we talked about that. And I think the second segment is really mm-hmm. that, that self-discipline mm-hmm. to stay true to stay the course.
2: Stay the course. Do right? what's right for you. I think that it's really essential for business owners, big, large businesses, small businesses, entrepreneurs, you work for yourself. You need to connect with your vision. You need to be looking at that vision. It's not like you create it, you put it in your desk, file it away, and then never look at it again. You need to revisit it so that you can stay in touch with it. Are the choices that I'm making congruent
1: right? with this vision? Right. Is my energy, my resources, my decision-making driving me towards it? Or, or, or away. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So if
2: you have that vision, once you create it, don't tuck it away. Post it Well, someplace. it should be in your head. You well, should be, it, you
1: know, it's there. It's, yes. I don't have mine written down. I know where I'm going. You do know where you're going. A lot of people need it written down. But
2: even if you don't have it written down and you do know where you're going, you need to take the time. Every
1: once in a while to get in touch with it, to connect with that. Right. To well, ask. Yourself, well, because life happens. I can go, okay. I want to climb Mount Everest. I really have no desire. <laughs> but. So what do I need to do every day, every week, every month, every Mm -hmm. year to prepare myself for that? Mm -hmm. And then, as I said, you wake up when you turn 50 and all of a sudden you're like, really, is that the most important thing I need to be concentrating on? Maybe there is a little bit of a shift. Right. And that's okay. Well, and I think our (laughs) visions
2: evolve and change and develop as we evolve and change. My vision when I was in my 30s is not close to the vision that I have in my 40s. And I'm assuming that my vision in the 50s will be
1: different. Yeah. I will have different priorities, different goals. Yeah. And that and that's the fun. And that's what we mm-hmm. call living life. That's right. Right? Yep. So, well, Aaron, thank you for being here and sharing. And I encourage people to go out and check out our website. And really take the time to understand that as a business owner or anyone as an individual that we only have one life. How you want to spend it and those choices and your decision making should really be about what helps you be your highest and best. I love that.